0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, Change their mindset, to find their next, and move forward anyway. Hey, welcome back, dreamers! We are excited to share another awesome conversation, another and another episode of our Move Forward Anyway podcast today. Jimmy Z is with us, and uh, you're like, Jimmy Z? Does what? What's the Z stand for? I'll let
1: Jimmy <laughs> say his last name. Oh, very good. Hey, Jeff, it's great to be here. Yeah, Zug's word is my last name. And the, the joke is I don't even say it correctly uh, <laughs> to be Zug Schwert or Zug Schwert. Or, but Zug I've been doing Z for <laughs> over 20 years. And it's become this memorable, easy way to look at it and not have to stumble over my last name. Yeah, and that's just been my handle now for over 20 years in the marketplace.
0: Awesome. So, Okay. In the marketplace, tell me where you got started in the marketplace. Tell me about the genesis of your dream, uh, the shift that happened. Uh, yeah. Give us a little background information and what motivates you
1: to get up every day. Very good. So I've been around sales for most of my life. I actually started, I got a marketing degree from college and started working for my father in a building supply business. And the, the great gift that my dad gave me was inviting other men his colleagues and friends to come around me and mentor me in my early days in business. Not just, quite frankly, being one of nine kids, my dad realized that he couldn't be my only mentor in life. So he surrounded me with other people. And it seriously, wasn't until my forties that I looked back in that and recognized what a gift it really was that he gave me of recognizing the importance of not going in alone. And so for me, it was like starting to figure out who it was that I wanted to be and, and what I wanted to strive to do and adding value to other people, finding ways to make a difference in their lives, in business uh, and in sales predominantly. And I've been in all three main, major modes, right? Business to consumer, business to business, or what I've done now for 19 years, business to business for consumer, or more of a representative selling all along the way, I can tell you that I never had a vision that I was going to be a published author someday. Mm. It wasn't on my radar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I can relate.
1: It started back probably, I would say 2006 or 2007, where I started. I have four sons. My wife and I are blessed with four boys. And I wanted to be more strategic and intentional. And so my gifting or my idea was I want to gift my sons a book about this is what Zugsworth do, right? You have friends, you have peer pressure, but this is what we do. When you face a question, even when you're outside of my influence, this is how I think. This is how my dad thinks. So I started by interviewing my father, Hmm. asking him questions like, dad, I'm gonna write a book for my sons and I want to pass along some legacy information and, and mentality. Would you mind if I ask you a few questions? He said, no, fire away. So I asked him one question. and he told me five stories I'd never heard before. Well wow. I realized the importance of mining specific questions so that I can help my sons understand how we think, how I think, how my dad thinks, And where the line is for free will and running around, doing whatever you want versus structure and uh, having a moral compass or having ideals that line up with honor and respect for other people. And and so that was the kind of the genesis of it. And it wasn't until 2016 that I said, you know what? I want to take this up another notch. I did a spiritual assessment of highest and best use to me and, One of those things was to speak, to add value, to motivate, inspire, encourage people to take the next step. And I recognized that one of the things that would help that authenticity and credibility was to have a book. And so I found uh, your friend of mine, Carrie Oberbrenner, through Author Academy Elite, and I actually started writing this book on sales that I'm writing right now in January of 2017. Five months into writing that book, I found Author Academy Elite. And when I interviewed, I said, I've got this book on sales I've been writing. And I also have this idea, two pages of notes about how to build your own team of mentors. And they said, Well, we like this, but we really like this mentor idea. And so I set down that first book. Yeah. And I took two pages of notes and I turned it into 32,000 words and 10 chapters and published that book in 2018. And that kind of got me going. So.
0: And that's the book. If you're watching on video, that's the book right behind him. Uh, Peak Perspective is the name of the book. That yeah, uh, yeah. when did you when did you publish it? What was the date that you went live with that? That was in July of 2018. July, because yeah. my first book uh, came out in September of 2018. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, anyway, came uh, around the horn. And in 2019, I was honored to be nominated as a top 10 finalist for an Author Elite award. And though I didn't win, it was it was an affirmation for me that yeah. my book had value, that there was process. The, the Probably the most amazing thing to me about it is that I wrote it with the intent of not beating my chest saying, hey, just do what I did and you'll be fine. But to say, here's a guide that you can mm-hmm. customize to your own life, your own journey, whatever it is you're trying to do to invite influence into your life. And you can use this as a framework to build out your own team of mentors so that you can make quality decisions for your life. And in that process, I've, had, I've been blessed by having people tell me about that. But literally in 2022, I was invited to two business breakfasts, one in January, one in February. Both of them said, we want you to come and talk to us about building your own team of mentors, your personal board. What does that look like? and I think it's been more appropriate as we've had the great resignation people moving on i want to work from home or do something else but who do I talk to about that where do i connect with people and that feeling that chasm it both of those conversations those opportunities for me to share with a group of, of business leaders was followed by 25 minutes of q a and digging in deeper yeah so I've been blessed by that to have some greater impact finding this journey of not going it alone. And you and I both know our, the design uh, from our creator is it, we're not supposed to go it alone. No. yet the greatest challenge. Most people face is, Oh, don't get up. I got it. Especially if you're a guy, right? Uh, we, we try to solve everything ourselves, but that's not.
0: Yeah. Point. That fierce American independence is inbred in us, especially <laughs> for men. Like I got to have this alone. And, the vulnerability that comes when we have to ask, we get to ask others to be on the journey with us. I'm very interested uh, because I have a similar story. I had my first book uh, was called, was going to be called off the hook. And I was going to write about um, agenda free living and how to have relationships with people in your community without trying to sell them. And it's specifically written to the Christian community because, you know, uh, I'm gonna be your friend so that I can try to get you to come to church. and I wanted to I wanted to explore the the possibility of just loving someone and relating to someone with no no strings attached, right? Off the hook. You're off the hook. You don't have to convince someone of anything. Um and then I dropped that book to write my my actual first book. Um, and so I have a similar story. And so I'm interested and I want to know, what was it like for you when you presented this to author Academy elite? And they said, yeah, we like that. We like that idea, but we like this idea more. What did you do with the work that you had been working on?
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I wrestled with it for an entire week. Okay. Am I really going to set down what I've been Literally. I made a commitment to myself going into 2017. I sat down and wrote up my goals. I actually have the document around me here somewhere. Mm -hmm. This is my goals for 2017. And my commitment was I was going to write every single day, even if it was 15 minutes, one idea, or it was going to be, you know, and I scheduled time, but I wrote every day for the first four and a half months until I discovered this. So I'm in the middle of May. And for a whole week, I said, Am I really going to set down what I've been working on and sewing into and driving and telling stories about? And and I had never written anything before, so it, it wasn't like uh, I, no, I'm too far down the tracks. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So once I set that aside, I held on to it. But the beautiful thing about what writing peak perspective taught me was the overarching flow, and it really came out of two things. The first one was. But when Chris Anderson, who is the current owner of TED Talks, when he bought that from the founder, he wrote a book about the appropriate nature of a TED Talk. Now, if you have a two hour seminar that has 12 main points, you can't turn that into an 18 minute talk as a TED Talk. You can't go in with trying to squeeze 12 points in 18 minutes. You can't do that. You gotta have one major point. But he talks specifically about the through line from the very beginning to the end of your in my case book there had to be connectivity all the way to the end so i get to the end kind of like when the curtain goes up and then the curtain goes down on a production it has to be connected all the way through from act one word first verse or first words to the very end so i recognized i needed to tie these things together couldn't be just idea 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 that was one and number two in talking with Carrie specifically, Kerry Oberbrunner, he talked about the transitional issue of identifying a challenge or a problem,
2: then mm-hmm.
1: identifying a solution, and then presenting the outcome. So here's the challenge, here's the process to go through a solution, and here's a, as a result of that, here's your outcome. And so I broke my book down into those components, then it suddenly made sense. Two pages of notes exploded into telling stories about how mm. to do this and then outline what I built for myself I sit here now 14 years having my own personal board it's a great blessing whether you have a challenge or an opportunity so I learned those two things to take this book in place now going back to my first book which now is going to become my second book so, so it I've didn't learned, it, so it
0: wasn't much. wasted no it wasn't wasted. It just Not was. Mis- it was misplaced. That's exactly right. It's exactly right.
2: I mean, so he, when could I, have,
0: he could have still written it. It wouldn't have been misplaced. But now it feels like it fits better in your your um, what do you call it? Your four book. Yeah the the perspective series. The perspective series. Right. Um, like my okay. dream library. Your perspective series, it fits better in the second slot than it did the original slot. Exactly. But you didn't know that at the moment. And this is interesting because uh, my listeners and the people that are in my Dream Accelerator, we often get to a point in pursuing our dream of having to put aside an original idea in favor of what is emerging as the thing we should be working on.
2: Right.
0: And it's hard for people to do that. It is. It's a, there's a little bit of a grief process. They're like, Oh, I wasted, I wasted all that time. And I try to help people realize God redeems everything. He's not going to waste any of it. Right. Maybe it comes up later, or maybe it can shape this book somehow. My probably, there's probably some thoughts in your next book that actually shaped peak perspective. I would imagine
1: in some regards, maybe stories or That is totally true, and the reality of it is, and you know as an author, that in the process of creating content, writing things, one of the greatest places to do that, and the reason I chose a personal board of directors and sales are, as a speaker, Those are points of experience and authenticity and credibility that I lend, not taking somebody else's content and trying to put my name on it, but saying, here's what I've learned through these experiences. Here's what I can share as a valued strategy so that you, whether you're in this now or you're new into this area, you've got a roadmap, you've got a guide. And I'm a big believer that if for the reader or for the listener, if somebody's on this podcast or for someone's hearing a, a speaker talk, that it's your road, it should be your roadmap. Yeah. Don't take my roadmap and try to, you know, change the name, but personalize it, customize it to what your needs are. And so that has helped me. But back to the original book, what I've learned through writing my first book is going to completely. Transform the second book, the Mm. ideas and the stories, even the title, the name of it, which it's in a working title form right now. So I'm not going to necessarily share what it is. Yeah. yeah, But what's happened is I've so refined my thinking that it's got greater focus and impact than it had in its original form.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm I'm sure during that week of time when you were like, man. I'm not sure I'm ready to let go of this. There was probably some fears. There were probably some um, self-talk that wasn't necessarily helpful. What was? What were some of those things during that week
1: that you had to process? First of all, you start doubting. Am I on the right track with my original thoughts or the first book? Does it make sense? Or oh, Maybe has this been – I never really thought it was a waste of time, but it was like mm. – it's kind of like, but but I but I have this message, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I didn't want to completely let go of it. But here's the beauty of that: since I started that process, the clarity that I've gained that I didn't have in structure in that original uh, my original writings, and of course I have all of it. I have all of it, and I have it in in print, and I have it in on my devices and. It's content that has life. Um, You can't see this, but over on that wall in my office is a glass whiteboard. It's my idea board. My boys gave that to me for uh, Christmas a number of years ago. And so when I'm trying to flesh out an idea, my brain works a lot faster than my fingers do. So I'll put on a headset and a digital recorder. I'll walk up to the board and I'll talk the idea out and then transcribe that. And... That could, because then I don't get hung up on spelling or do I say it this way or that way And that, that journey has helped me so that I, I the content that I have and the, the fears that I have and the things that I said to myself, because I, I can literally remember saying, am I really going to set this down after four and a half months of blood, sweat and tears on a daily basis? Yeah. Is that really the right decision? mm mm-hmm. And of course, I talked to some of my mentors. I talked in the process, and then I looked at the core. Literally, it was on a on a on a word doc. It was a single piece of paper. How can I turn this into a book that has a? you have got so, so much more stories. here
0: on the sales front. Oh yeah, You've got yeah. so much more thoughts here. Why? Yeah. Why would I write a book with just one page
1: of thoughts? And what helped me was. Thinking about in conversation with before the book came out, conversation with an individual, I can remember one specifically saying, "So how are things going? Okay." And maybe I maybe I'm just a little too gregarious or playful, but when somebody says things are okay, I always often stop and say, "So was that your plan <laughs> to just do okay? To do okay, yeah." Uh, and he's like, "Well, no." I said, "Well, what do you mean by that?" He says, "Well." I've got a new boss at work and there's some challenges ahead and I'm not sure what I want to do. I said, are you thinking about changing jobs or changing careers or making movies? He says, yes. And then I said, well, who do you have in your life to actually talk to about that to help you navigate? He paused Mm. and then said, I I don't have anybody. So that motivated me in Mm. writing peak perspective to make sure that I was talking to the individual who was on the road that I was on years ago? Going, I'm all alone in my thinking. Mm. Who can I invite into my life that has the kind of influence I'm looking for to help me make quality decisions? And so, I it, that individual mentality helped me shape the narrative that came out in Peak Perspective.
0: It um it strikes me as you were sharing that story with this individual the. Your, your avatar. I mean, you could carry that person, I bet, in writing that book, Peak Perspective. That's my audience. That's the person I'm writing to. And you had a real life example. It strikes me that the same experience you had with that weak time of letting go of the, that first book for a season and starting Peak Perspective um, is the same thing that happens when someone is They've been they've been pursuing uh, maybe maybe they've just been grinding at work, making a living. And then something happens that inspires them to pursue their dream. Like, oh, my gosh, I want to I want to do this. But then you go, what? I'm going to let go of all this. I'm going to let go of all this experience I've had. I'm going to stop working. Man, that is a fearful moment. Right. That is a moment of doubt um do i have what it takes
1: mm-hmm.
0: am i gonna make enough money to live i mean all these things that that fear strikes in um so i i would imagine that the having a group of mentors around you is a huge piece of moving forward anyway
1: absolutely without a doubt
0: so, so tell me how your mentor group In the past has or in the present has helped you move forward anyway
1: great question for me when i set out long before the book was written when i set out to build my own personal board of directors i identified the categories in my life that i wanted to invite influence for personal development professional development Spiritual development. That was my initial categories. Mm -hmm. Now you could put in relational or you could put a number of things. Mm -hmm. But for me, that's what I was looking for. And so the idea behind it is whether you're facing a challenge, you're at a precipice and you've got, am I really going to let go just as you were describing or an opportunity falls in your lap and somebody says, you know, Jeff, you'd be perfect for this job. You should, you should pursue this. And I'm like me, you know, and we have this kind of self-doubt and so in that process my mentors here's how it works for me so so first of all i want you to understand that a personal board of directors is a term used to describe your personal team it's not about a governance governing body or a personal yeah. board because a mentor by definition is a trusted advisor or a guide it's not your boss we've all had teachers and parents and bosses who told us what to do that's not the purpose of a mentor no so when you have an opportunity that's fallen in your lap or a challenge that you're facing in order to make the best decisions for you and your family going forward. I turn to one of them and say, here's my circumstance. Here's what I'm thinking. What are your thoughts? Every conversation ends with me asking two questions. Number one, are there any other questions I should be asking? Mm. And number two, Is there anyone else you might suggest I talk to about this? So I'm leaning into their wisdom, insight, and experience to give me some guidance. Mm -hmm. And then I take that information. I go to another mentor and say, here's my circumstance. Here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? When I set out to build my team of mentors, so I refine my thinking by talking one-on-one with each of my mentors periodically. Not, Not all my mentors know each other. I never had a board meeting, right? They're my personal mentors. This is a personal one-on-one relationship. But in doing that, the other thing I I do is I I set it up and I ask them specifically. By being on my personal board, when I give them the official introduction, I'm asking for four things from you. Number one, that you'd listen to me. Number two, that you'd ask good questions. Mm. Number three, that you'd give me honest feedback. You know me. We built a relationship. Be honest with me. And Mm -hmm. number four, if you've done those first three, then give me some idea, some direction, some guidance, some suggestions. And In doing that, it's helped me navigate many things. Opportunities that I've had. Jumping into firing. Looking at Author Academy Elite. By the time I was even going there, I already had my board in place for almost, I don't know, seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. So, That was a conversation that I didn't decide on my own. And each one of those challenges or opportunities gave me the ability. The fundamental element is you want to develop your personal board to become the leader you're meant to be. But it's also to make quality decisions in your life by leaning into the wisdom and insight and experience of someone else who has your best interests in mind.
0: Very interesting. I am. I want to ask this question. So, a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, they they go they go to ask people or share their dream with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And frequently, the people that go to share their dream with are what I call, uh, and this is not an original term. It actually comes from um, Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way. Um, she describes them as dream crushers, right? Yeah. Um, have you have you ever had someone on your personal board of directors that was a dream crusher? Have you ever gotten bad advice? And how do you how, what do you do with that? How do you navigate that? And a lot of times it comes from people that you really think are in your camp and really believe in you. It comes from family. It can come from uh f- people you thought were friends that that are threatened by your dream because yes. it signifies to them that they should have a dream and they'd rather keep you stuck than i mean right and so Absolutely. we have to navigate the, the advice we're given how do you sort that out it's a great I asked about ten questions there. No, no, no I'm, I'm totally
1: with you here. <laughs> okay, and, and, good. You know, the, so the 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 label that you shared uh, about a dream crusher, uh, I call those people prescribers. Mm. In other words, I, what people don't often understand is, some of my best friends are not on my personal board. Yeah. And it's not because they're not my best friends, or we've grown up together, or we, we love each other and we care for each other, but their methodology doesn't line up with what I want in a personal board. In other words, they're prescribers. They jump in and say, "Jimmy, just do this and this and this, and you'll be fine." They never ask me any questions. They All get they to number purchase. four.
0: They get to number four on your list without going through one, one two, and three.
1: Exactly. They wow. prescribe a solution yeah. without ever con- gaining context. And so, I, I, if somebody wants to share their opinion, we think about social media today. Everybody's sharing their opinion on a, a, an ad hoc basis and ad nauseum, quite frankly. But the reality of it is, what I choose to take in, that I base my decisions on, I have not had. I've been, gratefully, I've been blessed that the process I go through, the five steps to actually inviting somebody, to be on your personal board, eliminates. The prescribers. Mm. So my key advisors are invited by me personally, and here's the beautiful thing about it: over time, we've become advisors to each other. One of my personal board members said, "Hey Jimmy, uh, it's time for us to grab lunch. I've got a question for you." And so we build that trust relationship for for guys. I mean, I playfully say this is kind of the trifecta of no for guys. You want me to be open, honest, and transparent with another man? No, thanks. I'm, I,
0: no, thanks. I'm out.
1: <laughs> right? You know? so, so guys kind of run from that. But the reality of it is the greatest growth you'll have personally when you're facing a fear or a challenge is to be vulnerable with someone who cares about you mm-hmm. and wants the best for you. But I haven't had anybody on my personal board Take me sideways, or say something that caught me off guard, because I spent time investing in that relationship before I ever went to inviting them to be in that position in my life. Uh So, in that process, the 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 vetting, looking for influence, and then investing in that right type of relationship—not any relationship, but the right one for my my categories, which was personal, professional, and spiritual development. And not everybody has to have all characteristics, but because of that. On my personal board, I haven't had someone try to derail me. In my personal life, oh, yes. There are yeah. some of the family members and naysayers, and we know that, you know, profits not welcome is all own town. Well, I know you. you. You can't be serious. Yeah, right. That's right. a dumb idea. Right. <laughs> so I allow that to live over outside of my influence pocket where I talk to the people who actually have my best interest in mind.
0: Wow, that's really great. Um, I uh, So as you look at your entire perspective series, as you're envisioning it right now, because you've got one book and you've got three others that are working in your head. You've got a second one that is close to being unleashed on the world. Um, as you look at the in, the entire perspective series, and looking at that as a dream, a dream pursuit, a lot of times, you now you mentioned that you want to give to your sons some perspective that is a legacy for them. But a lot of times a dream comes when there's a gap. there's there's something missing in the world that people need to know about, and you have a voice, you have an answer to that gap. what's your what's the gap you're bridging
1: with your perspective series? fundamentally it's not to pursue life in isolation it's about the importance of relationships the people you surround yourself with whether it's on your personal board mm-hmm. it's how you build lasting relationships in business mm. there's a difference between so so fundamentally there are people in business whether you're a ceo or a head of a division or whatever you're looking at a report and you say we need more volume we need and you start demanding things from the people who sell for you or whatever it might be and i take the mentality that rather than deliver or excuse me rather than demand volume let me find a way to deliver value if i deliver value to my customers volume will naturally follow but i will build a lasting relationship where I become welcome anywhere. They want to do business with me because my goal is not to do anything for me. It's to do everything for them. If I help them win with their customer, they'll want to keep doing business with me. I take that to the next level. And now from an executive standpoint, I do talk about how to cast a vision that transforms your organization. So casting a vision, the executive series is about, I can, if I'm the owner, I can have a vision for how I want my business to run. But if I want the clear vision to go layer after layer after layer, not fall prey to the telephone game, right, where you go around the horn, by the time you get to the last person, the custodian, they're not on the same page with your vision in any way. Yeah. So how do you do that? And there, there are strategies that make that happen. Again, it's about valued relationships. And the last one, the legacy perspective is how to live a life today worth leaving tomorrow. So the decisions you make today have a legacy impact. If you want to change the narrative of your family tree, you have the ability to do that today.
2: It doesn't happen
1: when you die. It happens in the decisions you make and the steps you take today to begin to change the narrative so that your children or your children's children will look back and say, Grandpa Jeff or Grandpa Jimmy, here's what they did Mm-hmm. That has had an impact on my life. And I may, I have to understand that, Lord willing, if I get to meet all of my grandkids or I don't, I still want to have the kind of impact that I'm called to to have add value to my children's children. And so those are the things that motivate me on a big picture. So the perspective is I'm not here alone. I'm not here to work it alone. I'm here to actually be in relationship, to mm-hmm. deliver value, to add a valued perspective on life to those around me, to those in my family, to those in business that I have the privilege of working with, that I want them to know that they're more than they think they are, that there's opportunity and building relationships sustains business, sustains life. I have the one of the greatest gifts in this world from my father who had hardly any enemies. He was friends with so many people because he just sowed into, I I look at his legacy is built around three things, faith, family, and friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and his, his faith led him, but his family was so important to him. Gratefully nine kids, 23 grandkids, seven great grandkids, you know, there's a legacy going on. A lot of Zugs are boys too. And so that that's important, but it's also friends. Yeah. My dad showed me the importance of relationships in life, and yeah. so that's the big picture perspective. I know that was a little bit of a roundabout, but that's
0: no, no, it's it's beautiful. I, the gap is there are so many people living isolated lives. They're right. they're they're alone. They're disconnected. They're busy. They're active. They're engaged, but they're alone and. Uh, a lot of our, a lot, the gap that you're solving is moving people from a transactional life to a transformational life through relationships, right? In, in living in community, and even in the business world, that's critical. It's about people, and it's about it's about um, how our stories intersect, and so it's a it's a laudable uh, dream uh, to be pursuing with these four books and whatever else comes out of the speaking and, right. um, consulting and everything else that comes with, the with the opportunity to share, uh, your voice. So thank you so much for sharing with me today. And I hope that everybody's in the audience is blessed, uh, to know Jimmy Z and to hear his story. I'd like to give you an opportunity. What's One thing you'd like to say to the entrepreneurs, the people that are listening to this podcast today that may be a little bit hesitant to take their next step, whether it's to write that book or write that series of books or to launch a new career path or to start a new business or whatever it might be, what what would you like to say to them
1: as a final word? I would say specifically that in your life, no one has a clearer perspective on what you've experienced, what you've gone through and what you've learned up to this point in your life. No one can tell your story better than you Mm. and your story, believe it or not, has tremendous value. There are people today looking for some spark of inspiration. Mm -hmm. And if you're, Working a job right now that you know is not really your sweet spot where you're meant to be, there are opportunities for you to share your experience. I will tell you that no experience you've had is wasted, Mm. that the things you have to share can inspire one person or 20 people or thousands of people. Don't be afraid to share your voice. And for there, I've talked to many individuals who said, Well, I'm not a writer, et cetera. I said, What if, what if you just began the process of journaling what's important to you, if nothing else to hand off to your children for your children's children to know about what you think? And starting that process of writing is, is helpful. But I believe every message has value. And you have no idea yep. who you're going to touch. That's
0: right. that's right. Your voice is meant to be shared. Yep. That's that's great. I So encouraging. Thank you so much. How can people get in touch with you, get your book, um, find out more about what you're
1: up to, Jimmy? Uh, right now, it's at jimzugsworth.com. That might sound like a mouthful, so let me spell it for you. It's J-I-M-Z-U-G-S-C-H. W E R T dot com. Jimmy Z was taken, so I'm just going to go up my. Of course, name it was. There, um, there is a, a new version of a website that's going to be launched. It will actually go to my, my handle. It'll be Jimmy Z. Um, it'll be Jimmy Z. That's coming. But right now, you can find uh, who I am uh, if you want to have a conversation. I do some one on one coaching. I will also uh, do webinars. I do virtual and live speaking, but I also we'll have an opportunity if you want to check out my book or even just pick up the phone and want to chat about what your next step might be I'm happy to do that. And you can find me there, uh, you know, Jim at jimzugzer.com. Uh, I'm here. I live in Minnesota, but I go everywhere. And it's fun how to, to, to see the impact of books. You, know, you think about it while well, I'm not, I'm not an author, but the reality of it is so fun story two weeks ago, My, I'm getting notifications from PayPal that boom, 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 suddenly $360 drops into my account because some organization has decided they wanted their leadership team to go through my book for a leadership study they're starting next week. Hmm. And they ordered a bunch of hardcover copies, which is fine. Don't have to do that. It comes in paperback. I'm actually going to have an audible version for the for the younger generation is going to come out um, sometime this summer. But in that process, people are looking for value beyond what they see. Because if I look to my boss to give me direction, my boss has it, it can be a great individual, but they also have a, a, a specific motivation as a boss in an operation that's functioning. So if I want to build that mentorship, you can do that. So you can find value in that process and finding me or connecting with me, um, you know, Jim at jimsugzert.com or just go to Um You can get it. You can order an autographed copy of my book there if you want, or you go to amazon.com and find peak perspective. Uh, it's been my privilege to be here, Jeff. Thank you so much and excited about what you're doing and, and the dream that is people thinking about the dream coming on in these last two years in 2020 and 2021. Oh, it's, it's huge, but, Knowing what the path is in the, the books that you've written and the things that people who are speaking about, there is a way to communicate and connect yes. that will help give, put the music to the words of your life. I mean, to that's really have right. value uh, is vital. So thank you. For and that. there's
0: a community, there's a community of people that are willing to take that journey with you, that's which great. is the most, as we learn in this pod- podcast today, that's the most important part. Yeah. Don't do this alone. You'll miss out on so much value and joy trying to do it alone. So awesome, brother! Thank you so much. I can't wait till we see each other face to face. Until then, be blessed, and uh, thank you for taking the time to be with me today.
1: My privilege, Jeff. Thank you, and have a great rest of your day as well. Thanks, buddy. You too, brother.
0: Bye. How awesome was Jimmy Z's story? Thanks for listening. I got so much out of this. Get your pen and a piece of paper ready. And um, you're gonna wanna write down some of these takeaways. And maybe you have your own, I'd love to hear from you if you do. So are you ready? Here here are my five takeaways. Number one, how do we respond to an original idea that we're pursuing in our dream pursuit that gets put aside in favor of a new emerging idea? Now that's number one. He also shares some tips on how to leverage your your experience to use in any new endeavor and to help you not make it feel like up to this point you have wasted your life and um, all the stuff you've been working on has just been a waste. So that's point number one, how to respond when an original idea gets put aside in favor of a new emerging idea. Number two, you are the owner of your roadmap as you pursue your dream, not someone else. No one else owns that roadmap but you. But number three, a group of mentors can help you make better decisions as you build that roadmap. And number four, in choosing those mentors, be very careful. Make sure you vet. Vet out the prescribers. Jimmy VZ uses that term. Vet out the prescribers. I call them dream crushers. Vet them out of being on your mentor list because number five we were not designed to live life in isolation we need other people but we need the people that are interested and they're supportive and they really believe in what we're called to do so i can't thank you enough today for watching or listening to this episode of jimmy z's story and um, this episode of Move Forward Anyway Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, can I please encourage you again, take out your phone and click that five-star rating or give us a review so that others can find us and have access to these great stories. We have some incredible guests coming up every other Tuesday. You're not going to want to miss them, so please also subscribe to the Move Forward Anyway Podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, or wherever you listen or receive your podcasts from. If you know someone who wants to write a book, like Jimmy Z, or who has a dream or an amazing idea for a business, please text them this episode or post it on your Instagram. And make sure to tag me so that I can reshare some of those in order to say thank you. Please stay tuned for another episode of Move Forward Anyway coming coming to you every other Tuesday. Until next time, remember, fear will come, fear will stay, move forward anyway. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org for all of the show notes and links. And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description five-step process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.